0: Let's go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing I remember you in my prayers night and day. So this is the Apostle Paul writing to his son in the Lord, spiritual son timothy whom he raised up to be the next generation of minister and he says he's praying for him night and day greatly desiring to see you being mindful of your tears i see there are tears in ministry i mean we have joy but we also have some times of tears you know that i may be filled with joy think about that how you can have tears and joy at the same time thank god even you know the sorrow may last for the night, but the joy comes in the morning. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you. So tears and faith kind of go together sometimes. Faith, walking by faith doesn't mean your life is always going to be perfect. Because we live in an imperfect world. We have demon-possessed people doing demonic things out there, man. Come on. We have a bunch of sinful people out there. There's sin that's running rampant. We are living in a time where they're calling good evil and evil good. We're living in a time where Paul prophesied evil man shall grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. We are in that time. So we're not going to have a perfect life. We're going to have a lot of imperfections around us. Amen. But... That's the part of the genuine faith. And what makes your faith genuine is being tested. Amen. How do you, you know, just a simple example. You go to the change office, you give them a $100 bill, they test it. They put it in a machine to test it to make sure it's what? Genuine, not counterfeit. There's a lot of people with counterfeit faith. It's being exposed right now in this time. I like this shaking. A lot of these churches, these mega churches in America that do one-hour dry cleaning services, I call them. They give people a little 20-minute self-help ear-tickling message. They're all closed. And they can't open. Because they've been catering to comfort and convenience for so long. We call them seeker-friendly churches. Everything is designed to make the see- the visitor and the seeker comfortable. They don't talk about sin. They never call to repentance. There's never an altar call. They don't speak in tongues. They, ne- they, they despise prophecy, and they just want to keep everything looking nice and comfortable so that you know nobody gets offended, nobody's feathers get ruffled, so people can just keep coming back. They're filling a seat, and they fill stadiums, tens of thousands of people. But I tell you right now, if if literally, I'll tell you right now, if Jesus came and snapped his finger for the real ones to, be, to, be, to manifest and the fake ones to be removed, the place would probably empty out. You might have just a few people sitting there, a remnant. And when they closed down, all the remnants started to come to our church. We tripled in size. <laughs> you know, it, it was wild. So, you know, and then I had so much to do, you know, because you go from like literally tripling in size in one month It's a lot of work and you got all these new people coming who don't know their left from right they don't know our church culture you know they just come in because we're like about the only open church in town and some of them aren't even spirit filled but you know they're impressed that we kept the church open they like our boldness but now you got to put the the fire in them you know they come and they're going why are people laughing I guess your mama never told you they laugh because they're happy why are people falling I guess your mama never told you. They're falling because they can't stand up anymore. You know they have Because they're coming from these churches, they've never seen the power of God. But they're hungry for God, you know? And so, you know, it was interesting. Some of them didn't stick. They couldn't make the transition. Others, they got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And then people started coming and saying, we need to be in a real church that really preaches the word and puts the fire on people because we realize we are in the end times. Even, even a lot of these millennials, they like going to these cool hipster millennial churches. You know, everything's cool and, you know, whatever. They got their coffee drinking in the worship. Because they got a coffee bar in the lobby, you know, and, and they just get their coffee. They're drinking coffee during worship. Can you imagine that? Leading worship with people that are standing there drinking coffee. Even some of these people that probably would have never come to our church started to come because there was like an awakening, like a shaking, like, man, i got to get r- serious about my walk with the Lord. Look at all this that's happening, you know. So shaking is really good. It's good for the church. It's, it's really good, you know. So the genuine faith, you know, it has to be tested. And, you know, it separates the men from the boys. <laughs> it separates the men from the boys it separates the the real from the fake the pretenders from the doers james said don't be just hearers of the word but be doers some people are just hearers it separates the hearers from the doers you find out who the doers are you find out who people the people that talk to talk and there's people that walk the walk you really find out who's got who's got genuine faith he says, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. Thank God for the three generations. <laughs> and I'm persuaded it is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. See, there was an impartation that took place in Timothy's life as Apostle Paul laid hands on him. Amen. Mm-hmm. By the laying on of my hands, the gift that was imparted into you. By the laying of my hands, it's in you, but he says, stir it up. Everyone say, stir it up. Stir it up. stir it up. stir it up. Okay? See, there was a pool called Bethesda, and an angel would come and stir the waters. And the first man to jump in would be healed, and the rest would just be watching because they had to rely on an angel to come stir the waters. But now, under the new covenant, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There is the indwelling presence of the Holy Ghost. There's that impartation, he says. The gift. What gift? Gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. The promise of the Spirit, the promise of the Father that has been imparted into you by the laying on of my hands, it's in you. Now you can stir it up. You don't have to wait for some angel to come stir the waters of healing. It's, the waters are in you. Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. The waters are already on the inside of you. There is a well of water springing up into eternal life on the inside of you. And you have to stir it up. You have to stir it up. And faith is how you stir it up. You see, if everything's easy and nice, you, don't, you never have to stir anything up. But when challenges of life come, when the testing of your faith comes, that's why Peter said, brethren, count it as joy when you go through these fiery trials. Because it is the testing of your faith that produces endurance. See, you have to develop your faith muscles by lifting something heavy. Just like you have to you know, lift heavy things to build up your physical muscles. amen Amen. and the same thing goes you know we have to have some resistance that's actually what it's doing it's producing resistance to your muscles so you can work out your muscles and build up strength in your muscles not be all this flabby fatty but have some actual muscle tone you got to work out your body and that's another thing you need to be doing you need to be doing something at least do some exercises at home i mean i don't know do something do something at home i mean exercise at home at least do something just like the bible says work out your salvation with fear and trembling work out your body work out your spirit work out your soul renew your mind by the with the word of god Strengthen your soul, strengthen your mind, strengthen your will, strengthen your resolve and resistance, strengthen your spirit, strengthen your body. Spirit, soul, and body stir up that's the gift that's on the inside of you. You have to stir it up. And when your faith is tested, it produces endurance, it produces character. Hallelujah! So Sometimes we don't like going through things. We want everything to be easy. But easy come, easy go. Yeah. Nothing in life that, that is worthwhile comes easy. Amen. Amen. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. Amen. So we know that verse. We, you know, we quoted, hey, praise God, God's not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind, right? Yes. Yeah, but look at the context. Apparently, Timothy was dealing with some challenges, and fear was coming against him, timidity was coming against him. He was a young minister. Paul tells him, don't let anyone despise your youth. You know, he, obviously there were people challenging his ministry, challenging the authority, challenging whether he was really called of God. There were people resisting him, challenging him. There were tears. There was testing of his faith. He was going through different things in ministry as he's building the church. I mean, come on, there's a lot of persecution stuff that he was dealing with. And what Paul is telling him is everything you need is already on the inside of you everything you need is already in there because I laid my hands on you. You you received the Holy Ghost everything you need to get through whatever you're getting through whatever you need to get through everything you need to break through is already on the inside of you. You gotta stir it up. You gotta stir it up you gotta stir it up. You gotta stir it up. You gotta stir it up. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Come on somebody. Haranda, Bashika. I'm getting stirred up myself. I'm preaching myself happy. Harana what are you doing I am stirring up the gift hallelujah hallelujah come on somebody I said hallelujah come on somebody I said hallelujah "Hallelujah." Hallelujah. filled filled stir it up stir up the gift stir up the holy ghost i like what one old timer revivalist said if the holy ghost don't move i make him move what was he saying well what do you mean you dictate to the holy ghost no what he's saying is i stir up the holy ghost i place a demand on the holy ghost just like the woman with the issue of blood came in the press behind jesus saying to herself if i may just touch the hem of his garment, if I may just touch his clothes, I shall be made whole that 's what was she doing? She was stirring it up. she was stirring the waters, not waiting for some angel to come. she was saying i 'm going to go and stir the waters myself i 'm not even waiting on Jesus to come my way i 'm going to go find jesus i 'm going to grab a hold of Jesus and the Bible says the moment she reached out and touched the hem of his garment. The power, dunamis, virtue flowed out of Jesus into the woman's body. The woman felt in her body that she was healed of her ailment. Ha! The anointing is like electricity. It's transferable. It's transmittable. But somebody has to place a demand on it. And faith is how you place a demand on the anointing. Faith is how you place a demand. How, to, how, far, how long did we go? Till One? You serious? Okay. Next service is at 2? Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Stir it up. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Fear stops the move of God, fear stops you from making progress fear is designed to paralyze fear paralyzes faith mobilizes say this after me fear paralyzes faith faith mobilizes so walking by faith doesn't mean everything's perfect it means you have challenges but you mobilize and you break through the challenges hallelujah the fire of god helps you burn through whatever you're dealing with amen there might be fiery trials out there, but the fire of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you is greater than the fiery trials out there. That means you gotta turn up the heat. Turn up the heat. So never underestimate what God can do. Hallelujah. I mean, everybody wants to. Praise God for Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. Praise God, the three Hebrew boys. There was a fourth man in the fire, but they were in the fire too. We have that story because they took those three boys and threw them in the fire and turned it up seven times hotter. But then, one like the Son of Man, the fourth man in the fire stood by their side. And the Bible says, when they came out, there was not even the smell of smoke on them. And the men that threw them in the fire were burnt up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Come on, somebody. Am I speaking to anybody here today? Am I speaking to anybody online today? Come on, I'm going to hear you shout hallelujah right where you are in your living room, bedroom, wherever you are. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Come on, lift your hands. Give the Lord some praise. Say hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, God sent an angel to shut the mouth of lions. Yeah, but Daniel was thrown into the lion's den for standing up for what he believed. You know, so the Lord delivers. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. So we don't preach a faith message where it just says your life is going to be perfect. We preach a faith message where when you will have tests, trials, tribulations, adversity, by faith you will overcome. And that's what John said. It is by faith you overcome the world. And right now the world has created this pandemic. There's a fear campaign, a lot of misinformation, a lot of control agendas, a lot of manipulation, a lot of fear, a lot of misinformation, a lot of lies, a lot of tyranny. In government all kinds of things that are being pushed because of the Antichrist system but we stand strong by faith and we will overcome the world just like people of old have done so we will do so in this time as well for God has not given us a spirit of fear we're not going to give into a spirit of fear fear is a spirit but he's given us a spirit of power which is the Holy Ghost spirit of love which is the Holy Ghost and a sound mind which is the Word of God for your mind to be sound you have to meditate on the Word of God you have to renew your mind with the Word of God you have to meditate on things that are true lovely praiseworthy things that are uh, virtuous hallelujah you have to meditate and think on these things and not allow fear to come and dominate your mind because people that are in fear are very easy to control and manipulate we're not going to be controlled or manipulated we're going to only be controlled by the Spirit of God them that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God hallelujah it's only the Holy Ghost that is going to control us lead us and guide us the Word of God is what controls and guides our life not opinions of men and that's really what bothers me so many of these church leaders they look to men's opinions hallelujah One big mega church In our area multi-campus church they claim to have over 20 25,000 people maybe 30 who knows They sent out a survey to the people how many of you would like us to open they were closed for months I Heard that 8% Responded that they would like the church open 92% said they didn't want the church open they were afraid to come back to church what does that tell you? And also, why are you seeking men's opinion? What does the Holy Ghost said? And then the man actually came out. And then there's a mega church in Atlanta, Georgia, very well-known pastor there. And he comes out and said, we're close till the end of the year. And then he said, I, and he, this is, listen to what he says. I'm not the kind of leader that goes into a prayer closet and seeks the Lord. I just want to be a responsible shepherd that listens to the sheep. And the response to the survey was less than 10% were ready to come back to church because, well, it's your fault. You need to resign the ministry immediately because you have failed to equip the people. You have failed to do your job to equip the people. I have never seen a shepherd that asked the sheep, where would you like to eat today? the sheep will be like let's go where the wolves are let's go over here where the bears are and get slaughtered i mean no it's the shepherd's job to lead the sheep my sheep know my voice the voice of a stranger they don't follow it doesn't say the shepherd knows the voice of the sheep the sheep know the voice of the shepherd So we got a bunch of blind shepherds, blind leading the blind. And so it's exposing the church, what's happening in the church. And that's good for the church because there needs to be a pruning. There needs to be a testing to find out who really is genuine and who is not genuine. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is this this helping anybody here today? Praise God. So I wanted to share these things with you, um, not only to encourage you, to strengthen you with the Word of God, just kind of explain to you what's happening. You know, we don't hide anything. Obviously, you know, it's on camera. My wife says, you tell it all. So, yeah, but, you know, so we just have to understand what's going on and, and how we're handling it and how you need to handle it. You know, we need everyone to be in faith. The only way we stay united is by faith. We can't be united around some doctrine or some program. It's the unity of the faith. Bible talks about in Ephesians 4, coming to the, into the unity of the faith. So when you're in faith, and I'm in faith, and you're in faith, and he's in faith, and she's in faith, we're all in faith, and we're all led by the Spirit of God, then we can have unity... And we can move towards a direction that the Spirit of God has laid out for us because God has a plan and a purpose. See, there is a pandemic, but it's the devil's pandemic. But my Bible tells me the Lord says, I know the plans I have for you. God has a plan. Plans not to harm you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you a hope in a future. So which plan are you going to follow the world's plan or God's plan who's going to follow God's plan come on lift your hand say Lord I yield my life to you I surrender everything to you not my will let your will be done spirit soul and body I give you everything and I trust you I trust your word I trust your plan for my life I follow the voice of the good shepherd, strange voices I will not follow. You have not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Therefore, I am going to stir up the gift of God that's on the inside of me. Every day, I'm going to live by faith. The testing of my faith strengthens my faith. I trust your word. I trust the leading of the Holy Ghost. I got the fire of God on the inside of me and I'm going to burn for Jesus. And I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not going to be deceived. I'm not going to be fearful. I'm not going to be controlled or manipulated. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to have peace as I pass through the valley of the shadow of death. For your rod and your staff, they comfort me my cup runneth over surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever you will prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies I thank you Lord in Jesus mighty name come on give the Lord a big shout if you believe that right now if you believe that right now give the Lord a big shout Come on, give the Lord a big shout. Come on, give the Lord a big shout. Come on, give the Lord a big shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God.